Um, Mr. Armistice? Yes, Scott? I I wanted to say how sorry I am. (laughs) What did you do this time? What? No, sir. About Aphidian. I know he was the centerpiece of a lot of your... your plans. (laughs) Oh, Scott. This is why you're a glorified secretary and not a member of the League. Or the Guild, for that matter. I'm sorry, sir? I have no further need of Ophidian Ashpool. He's done his duty. Now something better takes his place. I don't understand, sir. That is abundantly clear. I'm sorry. Don't be. If I wanted you to know the extent of my plans, I would have told them to you. Scott, if you were given a choice between two benefits, what would drive you to choose the lesser? I don't know, sir. <sighs> Scott Ophidian Ashpool was never my first choice. He was never anyone's first choice. And neither was I, to be honest. Well, you're my- So help me if the next words out of your mouth are some sycophantic appeal to my ego- I will stomp your throat until your head drops off like fruit from the vine. Very good. Believe me when I tell you, Scott. Second best can be every bit as good as the first, when put to proper use. Even the worst has his place, sometimes front and center. But why settle when you can have it all? You mean Halifon? Still not thinking of the bigger picture. But yes, whether he knows it or not, Halifon Orison is mine. Well, the junior, at least. But even he is just one more step to what I really want. And what's that, sir? The same thing everyone wants, Scott. The same thing everyone wants. As the bone halberd drives home in Ophidian Ashpool's heart, you feel the essence of him spill into you. The souls of three Asimar come together. You gain the necrotic shroud ability, but more importantly, when any of your Asimar abilities are active, all of them can be active at once. Additionally, when in this form, your true Asimar form, you gain an additional constitution strength, and wisdom. Ophidian's body falls limp. There is no blood, and you are healed. Did did we win? Halophon, what are you doing? Solving a problem. Usha will walk up toward Hal, go to put a hand on his shoulder. You did it before I could. Bastard had it coming. Hard decision, but... He had surrendered! I didn't feel like a surrender to me, Iavos. It's fine. We can just have the League revive him. He was keeping us from what we needed. He was keeping us from Penn. I'm I'm right here, Woos. Wusha, turning his back to Hal, will look at Penny very sad and say, I know, little one. I know. 
You should be very careful what you wish for. At that, rubble falls from the tower. As Penikos, or something close to her, steps down. The figure steps out of darkness and into the light. At first glance, she appears to be your friend. But her eudaemon armor is tarnished. Her face and body are smeared with soot. And her eyes glow, the same sickly yellow-green that burned into your memory after a chance meeting in a dungeon. I apologize for not coming out to meet you. I find that in my old age, her lip curls as she gazes upon Calliope. I have no more patience for small and undeserving gods. As she finishes her sentence, she grabs onto her golden arm and tears it from its socket to a cacophony of rending flesh and dislocating bone. With a disappointed sigh, her eyes once again meet yours as her flesh slowly stitches itself back together. She discards the arm at her feet. Pen? Is that you? It seems I really am becoming dangerously close to singular if my family thinks I'm so easily replaced. But rest assured, Busha, I'm the only real penny left. I, I don't like this anymore. What's going on? We're not sure either, Penny. Just stay close and safe. And if danger looms its head, run. Hal turns to look at Penny. I told you, it might be uncomfortable. But it's okay. Join us, Penny. It's where you're supposed to be. I step between his gaze and her. Halophon, how dare you speak to her? After this? After what, Iovos? I point to the dead body at your feet. He tried to kill her. He tried to stop us getting here. Many people have stood in our way of many things, but slaughtering them after they surrender is not the Halophon Orison that I met. Had he dropped his weapons? Had he stopped attacking me? He hadn't surrendered. Just wasn't his turn. Then what's this join us? Hal hangs his head at that. It's the only way I have us. There's not another option. You can ask Opus about it if you want. Every time someone says it's the only way, it just hurts all of us. Are you doing this at your mother's command? How winces. Is this for the benefit of war? No. It's... Mm. It's to end war, Gaspar. It's complicated, Gaspar. You all know I'm smarter than I look, right? Explain it to me. I told you Mum needed me on her plane because our side was losing. No one ever loses. No one ever wins. It's always fought to stalemate. We were losing. She... She had an option and it wasn't the most comfortable one. And I look across over at Penicos. She had a way 
to balance the scales. And balancing the scales is what protects everything. If the war ends on mom's plane, it spills over everywhere else. I made a deal. Oh, so it's not complicated at all. It's just business. God's trying to keep what they have, trying not to fall. Typical. More cosmic predictions telling us what's going to happen before it does. Bowing down to your mother's will, and I point to Calliope, in exchange for another mother. I assure you, Iavos, she put herself there. And Gaspar, weren't you the one that wanted your penny to become herself, to do what she wanted? Well, if she goes down that road, she becomes me. The penny I knew, had she not been wounded, would have beaten you an infinite amount of times. Please, please don't get me involved in this, Gaspar. I, I really don't think I can beat her. Okay, not you, child. Trust me, you grow up. I didn't come here to get embroiled in your back-and-forth bullshit. I came here for one job and one job only. I am here to get Pen back. And you're doing so well, Wusha. I'm incredibly proud of you. Then put your money where your mouth is. Set down your weapons and come with us. We don't need no bloodshed. (laughs) If you want me to put down my weapons, you need it only ask. She draws Zillos, discarding it with the golden arm. Wusha is going to look back over toward where Ayavos is standing and his best approximation of where Gaspar is and Archa suspicious eyebrow. He is showing a uncharacteristic amount of hesitation. Look, you're smart. I know you are. Think. There are questions you should be asking. The Blackwood is spreading. And that's your doing, isn't it? Its strength is a reflection of you. Ayavos, you give me too much credit. The Darkwood was here long before me, and it will be here long after. After all of us, in fact. But here? Yes. I am its source. Why you keeping Calliope hung up there like some sort of weather-beaten figurehead? Like I said before, Wusha, I didn't do that. She did that to herself by breaking an oath that she made so long ago. That is the price that she's paid, that she chose. At first, Eudaimonia was ambition and strength, with Arsenikos as its god. Then the Darkwood came. Some claim it was simply an enemy for the Eudaemon to fight. But Calliope saw a world overtaken by the Darkwood. So she struck a bargain. She would seal away Arsenikos, for a god cannot be killed. And in exchange, her people would live in bliss and freedom. I am the heart of the wood, the daughter of Calliope and her brother. Me and her both. She gestures towards the new Penny. Then why were Darkwood assassins sent to kill Penny? To kill you? 
If you had died to that dagger, you would be gone as well. But I knew that wouldn't happen when I sent those assassins. Injuring Penny forced her to reincorporate. I regained my plurality, and I broke free of my prison. She gestures behind her to the tower. Miss, Mistress, uh, Madam, Madam Dreadful. Ooh, Penny Dreadful. I rather like that. I have a question. Of course. What was, what was Ophidian's role in all of this? He attacked you in the market. That, was that a job you gave him? Once again, you misunderstand things. He did have a job to do, but unfortunately, his free will often got in the way. And he was punished for it. Oi, did you tell him to call me a pirate? I think there's more important questions to be had, Wusha. But this, like gesturing to the scene, this is how it happens then. This is how you tear the fallow crown in half. Working as a team, a unified front, why don't you just cast down that sword and spit that oath out of your mouth, Halophon? Hal looks at Iavos, looks at the chivalric edge, places it in Aphidian's hand of his body, and casts gentle repose on it, and picks him up. We are not evil. We just want to end war. I know it upset you, finishing Ophidian off. When I walk over and I hand the body to Wusha, you can take him back if you want him. We can take him back. Wusha's gonna drop Ashwell's body. <laughs> Thump! This flotsam ain't what we're scouting for. You don't have to do this, Al. We've been through thick and thin together, shoulder to shoulder. Ain't no reason to change that now. Don't shatter a crew. When you tell Hal that he doesn't have to do that, he refuses to meet your gaze. I don't have any choice, Wusha. I made a deal. I did it for everyone. Now I have to live with it. You're wrong. You didn't do it for me. Wusha, with his free hands, is going to grip toward his spears and just keep up gaze on Hal. So what, we join you and stay here and watch Evdemonia get consumed by darkness? We all rush back to watch the last of Kinuit turn to ash? What's your endgame besides ending a war? Spreading death is a different kind of weapon. Why does it matter where it comes from? You still don't understand. Nothing dies here. I thought at least two of you would understand. Oh, I see. You're right. Nothing does die here. So all we have to do is put you back in your cage and we get Penny back. Is that really your ultimate goal, Gaspar? I can help you. If you want to talk about putting gods in cages, you could say I'm an expert. That's something that Penny can't offer you. If he didn't have collateral against me, I would be very tempted. But I want back what is mine. 
And you as well, Ayavos? Do you want your penny back? I can give her to you. You have a vessel. I have her memories. I was with her from the moment she stepped onto Zenith. That's more than I can say about that stupid sword. I can make her back into the penny you lost. Exactly. Consider it a gift. And she can curl up at the foot of your bed just like you've wanted. Yavos, remember the rules. Don't listen to their trickery. I understand more than you know. There's been several encounters now with the Blackwood. And it is clear that if it consumes this place, it could keep spreading. We've seen it in Zenith, and I've seen it in my dreams. This seems too cruel, looking to Calliope, looking to the decayed forest, and then poor, memoryless Penny. I don't want a recreation of what was. I just... I want us to be one again. Not necessarily as we were, but unified. We had goals. We made promises to each other. And every time the scales of some cosmic war get tilted, and some new dark force gets allied to that cause, when does it stop? Why are we the arbiters of that choice? I just want to help the people here. I don't care if you don't think they die. I point to Ashpool. I know what it looks like when a soul gets destroyed. That is not a body that we can bring back. You really should have taken me up on my offer to tell you your ending, Iavos. But you'll get there eventually, one way or another. Her eyes flash as she begins to encant a spell. It seems you've met every member of my family except for one. I think it's time for all of you to meet my father. Roll for initiative. It would seem Penny Dreadful has guided the fallow crowd since their inception. From the shadows she has led them to this moment. Should the fallow crown fall, Eudaimonia will be lost to the Darkwood. I don't even know what it is. Why is it doing this? From what I've gathered, both on Scry and through my own research, the Darkwood is an emergent, syncretic, and adaptive force, not unlike the Shadowfell and Fae. Sorry, Rust. You lost me at emergent. And by the time you got to syncretic, I had already eaten the map. Sorry, Dirk. This is going to be a tough one to simplify. I'll do what I can. The Shadowfell and Feywild are two forces in opposition. Both of them are mirrors of the material plane that are suffused with magic. In modern theory, they act as filters for corruptive forces of Ethereum and Astro. In essence, they're what prevents the material plane from falling into a plane of magical chaos. Planar suspenders. I'm with you so far. Kind of. However, the Darkwood seems to be a combination of both Fae and Shadow, and something wholly other. It is the force that displaced the Fae of Kinuit. It is the murk which so recently consumed the Fae Reef of Yoda B-12, and all of its inhabitants. Every member of the Broken Court lost their homes to it. And yet, for all this destruction, we know so little. 
What's worse, according to LUQ research teams, it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. It is native to the plains it inhabits. We would take action, but the Silver Citadel, the Quorum of the Greater Real, the Half-God and his Pantheon of the Ascended, even the God Hunter Battalion, nearly all of the self-appointed governing bodies of the cosmos strictly forbid it. Outside interference in the natural course of a plane's development or destruction is the ultimate crime. We can't prevent apocalypses that don't belong to us. So, the crown? Could be in violation of these laws, yes. However, the Fallow Crown's relationship with Penny Farthing and the actions the Darkwood has taken against them must surely grant them rights to vengeance. Time will tell. What do we do? We hope, Dirk. We can only hope. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon. A keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Another day running the Trolls Road to deliver precious cargo. Icy roads, cold wind, dangers all around. You're Dornishborn, raised in the mountains and tough as tempered steel. You need a wagon that's tough as you are. Introducing the new Lachey Lancer. Molten forged iron hubs, triple reinforced Eldwood, massive cargo bed, and heavy Dornish leather tack. Road is long, but you ain't scared. You're Dornish tough. You choose Lachey. Hey, all you cuties. I like to mid roll, mid roll. Thank you one and all for all of your support, and just for being fans of the show. We love knowing how many people are excited to tune in and hear what happens next, and this chapter is definitely no exception. Us at Slapdash, we can't stop thinking about growing. We just want to keep spreading our story to more and more listeners and be able to work on new projects in the future. But it's pretty difficult. You may be hearing some ad shares in the near future as we cross-promote with other shows, and likely see more social media activity as we spread our internet wings. But so much of growth comes down to the fans. Not to put that weight on your shoulders, but if there's any chance you haven't told your friends about the show, interacted with us on social media, or even just tagged us in a post, we'd really be truly grateful. Obviously, the most direct way to support the show is with the Patreon, which is loaded with rewards. A bunch of those rewards can be found on the Discord with the best community around. We really do love them. And check out what you can get at the top tiers. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdashstreams for Monday Night Live premieres and more gaming throughout the week. Our temporary mailing address is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214 if you have anything you're dying to get the cast. 
keep your eye out for more Goblin Up events in the Portland area, and don't forget me and Zach have tabs on the LUQ.com where you can hire us to DM private games. And while you're there, check out the information on the cast and crew. We love you very much, but that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the Battle Axis. My high warlord Vanrath, the destroyer of the eastern border. Master of the Red Spear Clan, usurper of the Twilight Crown, and liberator of the enslaved Oakwell Ravagers. The time has come. For your breakfast, what do you desire, my lord? I don't know. Do you crave a slab of flame-kissed pork flank? No. Milk of the Spear Maidens mixed with mare's blood? No. Wyvern's eggs with blue cheese? No, I don't want it. How about some toast and jam? Toast and jam? I am Vanrat the Destroyer, and you offer me toast and jam? Not just any jam, my lord. The finest mountain berries smashed to submission and jarred by an ancient clan of fruitsmith warriors. Here, just try it. This jam is good! It's so fruity and tart! Who is responsible for this concoction? It is the jam of the brave, the preserve of the tenacious. It is not for the weak of will. It is none other than the Jarbariums. Jarbariums has pleased me. This calls for a breakfast orgy. Huzzah for Vanrath. Jarbariums. Breakfast is toast. Penny's papa sings a song. She knows it in her heart. It tells her that he loves her still, when they are far apart. And even though his tongue has long since rotted from his throat, in her mind she can still hear his final haunted notes. Penny Dreadful casts Summon Aberration as black tar bubbles up from the forest floor filled with bones, skulls. It forms together into a giant creature, staring at Iavos. I snap Opus off of my belt. Counterspell. I'm casting it at fifth level. Ah, very good. So I got a roll to make. That's a 25. (laughs) That should be just fine to counter your summon spell. (laughs) Counterspell? Are you serious? I know your tricks, Iavos. They call me Penny Piper, spitting venom like a viper, catching spells in the air like they're flies to a spider. Do you get it now? My lips are too quick and my tongue is too clever. Hey, why are you here? I thought you went home forever. I use my reaction to counter his counterspell. No! My juice! Why is that always the meanest thing? That was a sick roll. Oh, we're playing Magic the Gathering now. (laughs) (laughs) The wizard wars are upon us. My first ever real counter spell right in the toilet. (laughs) Fair enough. I'd like everybody to roll for initiative. (laughs) Top of the initiative, we're all out of reactions. (laughs) And in true plural fashion, Dana will be playing 
both pennies. The initiative begins at 20. Suddenly you all feel as though you're being watched, as though you're being smelled, tasted. Something lives here. Boucher. Boucher is less concerned about what might be closing in from the hedges around him, jumping back and forth through the forest because he's got his eyes on his target. We got a way to deal with traitors where I'm from. He's going to jump on you, Hal. Both spears clutched in his hands, diving down at you. He's also going to cast Hunter's Mark on you. Okay. Are spears reach weapons? No. No. But I can step forward one square if need be. You can. When Wusha tries to move inside my threatened area, I will use my polearm master feet to attack of opportunity with my glaive. Sounds great. And my reaction. That is a 25 to hit Wusha. Yep, yep, that's a hit. I'll do it. That's a hit. That is only six points. Wusha, I'll take it. Of slashing damage, but it reduces your speed to zero for the rest of your turn. Rude. (laughs) Churlish. Rude. And... How will say, stay back, Woosh. From that strike, Wusha also loses concentration on Hunter's Mark. Oh, jeez. Really? You fucker. Yeah, I rolled a one for my oh, constitution save there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. That couldn't have been much worse. Okay, so I am not adjacent to you, correct? Because you reduced my speed to zero. Yeah, I guess if you can't move up. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm adjacent. To Penny Papa, to Oily Penny Dad. <laughs> so, my option is to throw my spears with disadvantage. Mm. I just love the idea of throwing your spears at somebody who is five feet away from you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't expect it. You can hit, didn't see it coming. Just over the top of Ashpool's body. Fuck. <laughs> hey, I know you mentioned your AC was garbage. It's not super high. Does a nine hit? No. Well, shit. Shame. Yanking it back on my spectral chains. I'm going to go again. Also not very good. Does a 12 hit? 12 also misses. Okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Wusha's on the back foot all of a sudden. All right. Distracted by all the chaos around him, both spear shots fly way wider than they should be. Hal casually deflects one with the butt end of his polearm. And as Wusha pulls it back, he says, it's okay, Wusha. I don't want to hurt you either. Ooh. That makes it Gaspar's turn. There's a bit of rustling in the naked branches of the dark wood as Gaspar starts climbing up using what cover is available there, going in between 8 and 15 feet. It's PvP, so I can't give you my exact location. <laughs> unless, you know, unless I fail this hide check. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, team... Um, Good fellow crown rolls a natural one. <laughs> oh! Do you have reliable talent? Not yet. Not yet. All right. Yikes. You know, normally I'd want to punish a natural one on a climb. No, break but, that but... branch, my dude. Come on. <laughs> it, it, the, it's the dark wood, like, on their side. Slip on the branch and get the boing loings. <laughs> it's meant, it's like meant to be. As you place your hand on a nearby branch, to kind of give yourself a little bit of leverage and peak, it just shatters in your hand, creating a loud, audible snap and leaving an open gap right where you're standing. After a defeated sigh, <laughs> Gaspar is going to launch a quarrel at Penny's father. That is a 29 to hit. That's a hit. 
for 34 points of magical piercing damage through the... Uh, are there bones in this thing, or is it straight tar? Both. Okay. It, is a, it is a tar structure filled with, with bones. One it's of them. using and used their bones to build a frame. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. That's my turn. And that makes it Penny's turn. Wh- what should I do? I've never done this before. Wuxia is going to say, help! Um, okay. A night of secrets hidden deep. His tales of woe no one may keep. Gaspar, go ahead and take a uh, bardic inspiration. It's a D8. Thank you. And I'm going to attempt to cast Fairy Fire on Halophon. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. All right. It's going to be a dex save. It will be. DC 16. I will attempt it. That is 11 plus 1 for a total of 12. I assume Bless has worn off by this point. (laughs) If the sword's gone, the Bless is gone. Yeah. I'm going to use my D8 Bardic Inspiration point, which lasts for 10 minutes on this roll. Ooh! I love that. I rolled a two. (laughs) (laughs) A total of 14. And Halophon erupts in golden fairy fire. A color that all of you remember, save Wuxia, from the Forge Challenge. Wuxia is going to wipe some errant blood from his face and said, Nice yellow, you scared? <laughs> and that makes it Dreadful's turn. From far behind Halophon, Penny Dreadful begins lobbing Eldritch Blasts towards Wuxia. Black in color. The first one is a 24. That's a hit. The second one is a 17. That's a hit. Oh no, my Wuxia. <laughs> my favorite Wuxia. <laughs> that is 24 damage total. And then Penny Dreadful is going to spend some metamagic points to cast Quickened Synaptic Static. How high are you off the ground, Gaspar? I had selected nine feet. Okay. It's going to hit Gaspar, New Penny, and Iavos. Each of those three characters must make an intelligence saving throw. Oh, <laughs> yes. The rogue benefits. <laughs> Have fun living. <laughs> Feel your thoughts as they thicken to sludge. Why don't you relax and take a short rest? It's so hard to think when your mind just won't budge. Better to stop and abandon your quest. God damn. Uh, 21 for Avos. 16 for Gaspar. Nine. You weren't hit, Busha. Ha <laughs> ha. His, his oh, intelligence oh. save that he failed Sorry. was to recognize he wasn't a target of the spell. <laughs> it's getting real hard to think all of a sudden. Oh, I can feel it. <laughs> Iavos was the only one who passed. Oh, snap. Iavos, you take 15 psychic damage. But do I? Okay. Gaspar and Penny... You take 31 psychic damage, Uh, and your thoughts are muddled for one minute. During that time, roll a d6 and subtract the number from all attack rolls and ability checks. You can make an intelligence saving throw at the end of each turn to shake this effect. Penny screams and clutches her head, and then Penny Papa tries to attack Wuxia. Bony appendages cut through your flesh. 24 and 14 for to hit rolls. 14's a miss. Hey. It does 13 points of slashing damage. And until its next turn, 
you can't regain hit points. Al. Well, there goes Elon Wusha. Ooh. As the bones pierce through Wusha, he'll wince, his flesh parting. Wait your fucking turn! And that makes it Halifon's turn. Hal looks over his shoulder at Penny Dreadful, as if awaiting a command. She meets your gaze. You don't have to take commands anymore, Halifon. No more fighting so hard for so long for other people's approval that you will never win. Do whatever you want. You are a king of the Darkwood this day. But if I'm being honest, I want to see exactly what you're capable of. Don't hold back anymore, Hal. An expression of agony crosses Hal's face at this instruction. He looks at Wusha. Counterpoint, do. (laughs) I'm sorry, Wush. I did make promises to you, but they're not binding like the ones I made to her. Hal will spend two points of glory to take an extra non-attack action and activate his Asimar Radiant Aspect ability. In this form, this activates Radiant Consumption, Radiant Soul, and Necrotic Shroud. You're used to seeing Radiant Soul and Radiant Consumption. Hal's tattoos light up. His wings of fire erupt. As the Necrotic Shroud falls over him, the brilliant white-hot glow of his tattoos fades to a dull cherry red. His burning wings become engulfed in thick, oily smoke, and his whole form is shrouded in a black fog, only the red of his eyes burning out from inside of it. Don't like that. No, 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 no. (laughs) He stabs Wusha with his first attack. First strike, which is reckless. I'm fairy fired. There's no reason not to. 25 to hit again. Yeah, 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 that hits. Sorry, whoosh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Woosha. Yes? But fortunately for you, I forgot to say I used my bonus action to rage, so I won't count that damage. <laughs> you will take nine points of slashing damage plus 18 points of radiant damage and nine points of necrotic damage for a total of 36 I'm going to activate my stone's endurance and try to reduce that damage All right. with my reaction. Roll big, baby. I take 10 less damage. Nice. That's pretty fucking good. It's something. Not the situation. <laughs> nope. But the mechanics at play. As you tap into the resonant glory of those watching, you do not feel the love of the fans as you've known it. Instead, you feel something different. A kind of vitriolic hatred. There are people there who believe what you've said, who believe what she's said, and you can feel them. They believe in you, even if you would not want to meet them. For a moment, you almost feel like you can hear Ophidian's voice. You don't have to like them, and they don't have to like you. When the halberd catches Wusha, he's going to lean in toward it, trying to focus his lithoderms, his lumps under his skin, to crawl toward the point of impact. It does little to not completely fucking shatter his ribs and make him cough up equal parts blood and seawater, but he'll grit his teeth and say, I got K. 
cannonballs bigger than that, traitor. What else do you have? My second attack. And I bring it around. <laughs> oh, beans. <laughs> Leave the big boy alone. Oh, navy beans. <laughs> Fuck. Between attacks, I will use my bonus action to start a rage. That's a good thing to rage at. 22 to hit. Yep. Penny, interrupt what you can. How? Change the story. Uh, a torn tendon, broken wrist, make how fucking miss? She uses cutting words. All right. Roll a d8. I had a 22. My life is in your hands. Three. Ooh. 19 still hit you? You dropped my life. <laughs> yeah, 19 hits. Okay. Wusha takes. I rolled a nine. So nine, 13, 15 <laughs> points of slashing damage. What? I'm not worth a fucking smite? I couldn't do it. I wasn't ready for this. Don't they have low-level quests to start you on? For managing the injuries, I have gotten a anatomy die. Would you like to roll it to see where you hit Wusha? Uh, sure. It is my left hand. Like a scene from a George Lucas movie. <laughs> oh, no. Hal brings the glaive down and cleaves Wusha's left arm off at the elbow. <sighs> Wusha slumps down to the ground dropping to his knees, his hand fumbling to try to cover the wound as all of the liquid in him starts to gush out of the opening on his left side. You really did it? You really think this is worth bringing down the whole ship? Hal steps over Wusha's body as he collapses. As he passes him, he says, I'm sinking the ship to save the whole ocean, Wush. I hope you're right. Me too. Off of his knees, Wusha slumps forward and lands face down into the swamp. At the end of Hal's turn, he stops next to Wush, looks at Iavos, the smoke still billowing around him. You're just outside of range of necrotic shroud, so you don't need to make a save versus frightened. But both Wusha and Papa Penny take four points of radiant damage for my aura. Wusha, that's going to mean a failed death save. Yes, it is. And Dana, go ahead and mark down four radiant damage against the aberrant. Does it seem to respond to the radiant damage? In, uh... Not in any meaningful way. And that brings us to Yavos. Wusha! There's something wrong with these wounds. I can't heal them, Gaspar! Penikos, I'm glad you've learned free will, but I hope you're ready to comprehend consequences. I'm going to put my fingers to the forehead of this abomination and release a fourth level lightning bolt through it and into Pentecost. Ooh. I want it, daddy. <laughs> it's a straight line. Yup. So you both need to make me a dexterity saving throw. Papa rolled a three. <laughs> and Penny Dreadful got a 19. Oh, no. Well, that does make it. So, Papa takes 38 lightning damage, and Penny takes 19, or Penny Dreadful, as it were. There's an explosion of tar and bone. Countless skulls litter the ground in pieces, and Papa is no more. Good God! <laughs> yes. So, Iavos, with an uncharacteristic courage, charges forward through the exploding aberration that he splits in twain, 
dangerously close to Halifon. Halifon, would you like to uh, do an attack of opportunity? Would I like to? No. <laughs> As Iavos enters, you see Hal raging in the zone flinches as though he's going to stab and grimaces and diverts the attack, stabbing the ground next to you. No. Calculating that very briefly, but ignoring it for the trouble at hand. Iavos reaches his hand out to the forest behind him. If it's war you want, then it's war you get. And the plowshare comes flying out of the weeds, slamming into Penny Dreadful as I cast a third level spiritual weapon. Very nice. I hope I can hit your armor class. 22. Oh, that is a hit. <laughs> yummy, yummy. That is 15 force damage from the spiritual weapon. Oh, I Coming after me instead of healing Gaspar? They really have turned you into a killer. I look back over my shoulder at young, innocent, fabricated Penny and say, I have faith. Now face me. And that makes it the top of the initiative. You hear a groan, heavy, ominous, emanating from the heart tree as something stirs inside of it. And that makes it Wusha's turn. Please roll me a death save. Baby, you know it. It's a 14. You succeed your death save. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. Diving from the tree and landing deftly onto the soft ground, right in front of shiny new Penny, Gaspar spits out a command. Try and get Wusha back up if you can. Or at least stop Hal from making the finishing blow. Seeing the hesitation that Hal has at the moment, not striking Ayavos as he passed by, Gaspar is going to test that as well. And run on the road, not wanting to be harried by the deep swamp. Hal still has the option of making an attack of opportunity. As Gaspar runs past, Hal squeezes his eyes closed, grips his halberd and swings it into a nearby tree, a smaller one, which is cleaved in half from the force of the blow. Why are you letting them through? I did what you told me to do. I took out Wuxia. You told me I could make my own choice. I don't want to hurt my teammates. I'm then going to use my cunning action to dash to get right next to Penny Dreadful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just like the idea of you shooting like a bullet from the hedge right up to her goddamn face. And in fact, go all the way behind her, flanking her with the plowshare and stabbing not for any vital organs, but for where it is going to cause a large amount of pain. And so Gaspar, with a few flourishes, slashes towards Penny Dreadful's last spellcasting hand. Nice. And an attempt to hurt and maim, not kill. I'm guessing Plowshare doesn't give me advantage. No. Not mechanically. Yeah, not, yeah. I get a minus D6 for snap dexterity. Wow, that's a minus six. Oh, oh. God. Um, so that's 24 to 18. I don't know what her AC is. I will not use the Bargain Inspiration. So that is an 18 to hit after a minus six from synaptic static. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> 
That is 12 points of slashing damage. Duly noted. That is the end of my turn. And that brings us to Penny. Wait, I was going to he- heal you. And he's gone. Do they always do this? Dana, does a 22 beat your saving throw for synaptic static? Yes. Okay, cool. A page of wisdom, wise and true, draws his blade, his purpose few. Iavos, go ahead and take a D8 bardic inspiration. Please and thank you. And then she's going to start kind of cautiously moving towards the two members of her party that are still fighting, inching around Halifon, kind of giving him a worried look as she circles him. And she doesn't quite get close enough to heal Gaspar. So she's going to set a reaction to cast Cure Wounds if he gets within touch range. I like it. And that brings us to Dreadful. Fine. If you won't hurt them, don't worry. I will. She points a finger directly at Iavos. Says, remember this moment. It's a turning point in your story. Instead of casting at Iavos, she uses a verbal-only spell. Psychic Lance, using metamagic to twin it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to use one on Gaspar and one on Wusha. Gaspar, I see you coming to come now. The dark wood is calling you answer and listen to its sweet refrain. Over by Wusha, you hear something slightly different. Woosha, woosha, what is it that moves your bones? Woosha, woosha, where so many critters have made their homes. Woosha, woosha, the spirit you cling to lets make you forget. Woosha, woosha, and cut the strings of the marionette. Ooh. <laughs> I don't like Penny Dreadful. She's a sorcerer. I love Penny Dreadful. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> Both of you need to make an intelligence saving throw. Eat 10, nerd. Now I know why she didn't target me. <laughs> I did throw the bardic inspiration there because... <laughs> I would. Good call. Yeah. Good call. So that is 19. God, I hope that's enough. <laughs> Plus four on the inspiration. 18. Oh! oh! I was so afraid you were going to go 20. It could have been. could have been. Oh, my... That is going to be a failed death save for Wusha. Oh, yeah. You take 24 psychic damage and you are incapacitated until the start of your next turn. I can't get much more incapacitated than I already am. Gaspar, you take 12 psychic damage. Hal, from Wusha, face down in the muck, you hear a defeated... (laughs) Bloop. So cute for the tragedy. (laughs) I use my bonus action to cast Healing Word on myself. But Penny Dreadful spreads her arms and looks pointedly at Iavos. Go ahead. If you let that one live, she'll just become me. I'm inevitable. And I'll see you again soon. And that makes it Hal's turn. Hal's going to look down at Woosh. And with his wings, Hal flies up into the air over the top of Penny out of her reach and lands in front of Iavos between him and Penny Dreadful. His aura fades, and as the terrifying aspect goes away, he just looks sad. He takes something out of his pocket. He presses it into your hand. 
and he reaches up to his chest and crushes something else in his hand. His fiery wings take on the aspect of blades which begin to close around him. And he says, I hope you believe me, but it really was the only way. And as the wings close, there's a flare of light and Hal is gone, no longer on this plane of existence. As Hal disappears, you look down at your hand and see a small scroll case with a lock on it. And that makes it Yavos's turn. Gaspar, how <laughs> much in the toilet are you? 20-something. Is that what you have left? Yeah. 23. Is are, I think offense is the best defense right now in Correct. stopping Penny Dreadful from wrecking your shit? Yes. Okay. I mean, she can't be that tough. Right. Well, uh, with my bonus action, I continue the onslaught of the plowshare controlled through the spiritual hands of the warrior. Awesome. Please keep rolling good. I was almost a crit, oh. but it is an 18, so that makes it a 25. <sighs> nice. You hit before. Is that it? I'm going to confirm with Dana that that's a hit on Penny Dreadful. Yeah, and I choose not to use a reaction. Melody da. 15 force damage. Oh, there's a big plowshare. Penicos, I don't know if there's any of you left in there, but you can't forget what got you here. And I'm going to use two points of glory to impose disadvantage on Penicos as I point to the golden arm that she cast aside and cast catapult at fourth level, hurling it into her face. <laughs> Wang! Wizard cast punch. Oh, what do I have to roll? Uh, Disadvantage dexterity. Oh, fuck me. A 26. Jesus Christ. Guff. All right. McGuffin. That's a waste of glory right there. Nothing happens. Nothing happens at all? That's an all or nothing spell. Fair enough. And that brings us back to the top of the initiative. In the bushes, something moves. Crawling, grabbing, reaching. The arm may have missed, but the thing driving it has a will of its own. It attempts to climb back up onto its host. I'd like you to roll me a posed strength check. All right. Two. Ah, that does not beat its 16. You feel an incredible weight as a gold arm starts to climb up your leg. It has a firm grip on you and seems to be squeezing you hard enough to bruise, maybe even break a bone. I said, go away. Go off and die. (laughs) That makes it Wusha's turn. Please roll me a death save. Here we go, team. Roll good and high. And what if I didn't? What if I rolled bad and low? Oh, no. Well, you haven't been hit by the monster, so I could heal you next turn. Nope. That's the third of three. No. What did you roll? I rolled a four. Damage from Hal. Damage from Witch Penny. Failed save. As brackish water pours from the open wound, Usha begins to unravel. Inside of him, crab and creature crawl and snap, chewing, biting. In moments, all that's left of him is sea foam collected on the top of the swamp water. I'm fucking sorry, bud. Hey, 
Them's the dice. That makes it Gaspar's turn. I am going to use glory for inspiration. Okay. I know, or Gaspar probably knows that he's got a fan club out there. Just a, there has to be at least one dedicated fan club, you know. Yeah, they're called the Headhunters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not bad. Who appreciate the movements he makes in combat. They're just cake enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The Bakers, yeah. (laughs) The Bakers doesn't. There's not a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) But as Penny Dreadful is wrestling with this golden arm, dodging away from the plowshare, making cleaving attacks... She knows that Gaspar is there. She tries to pay attention. But with a dramatic spin of his police, she is blinded for a moment. And with the inspiration, he's going to make an attack with advantage at her back. Okay. That is a 24 to hit. That's the total? That is the total. Go ahead and roll your damage. That is 39 slashing damage. Jesus. How do you want to do this? With her flank exposed, Gaspar becomes her shadow, pulling at her mantle. A saber pierces through the air beside her right ear, comes back and threatens to slit her neck. But it is not the blade that is pulled back. It is your antlers, your head, Towards his stump. As a plume of dark, light, stealing smoke in the shape of a head embraces and engulfs yours, enters into your nostrils, and pulls backwards towards the dark portal that Gaspar carries every day. Blackness surrounds you. Nothing. Nothing as far as the eye can see. And then, the swamp. The dark wood. That is your domain. It is your home. And you carry it with you. Pentecost. True Pentecost. You see Gaspar. Standing there in thick black water. But there is a third thing here, a quiet thing, a shadow hidden among shadows, and it whispers, Good. Now, give her to me. As you lay there, unable to move, Gaspar's voice echoes, Penelope, get the fuck up and walk away from the darkness. What? Penelope, I don't have much of a choice. Fight it. We made a deal. You made a deal. I will perform my task. You just wait. I'm allowed to make a plea to my friend. Gaspar is going to walk right by your side. From a pocket, he's going to pull out a desiccated and mummified liver and crush it into dust. I'm allowed to ask one question from a soul trinket. And it is, 
would you bring me the knife? Nepet will appear by my side. Not the blade that had killed him, but the black knife that threatened your plurality. Your existence. What are you doing? We need her to be complete. Take her. Take the mantle. We can manage the Darkwood. Penelope, do you remember I asked you how you wanted to die? If you wanted to see it coming or not. I'll make the choice for you. I will take my handkerchief of unquestionable origin and drape it over your eyes. The shadow steps forward, and you see a face. So familiar. A face you've not seen since the last time you truly looked into a mirror. If you take her, and we can be whole again, and we can be so much more than one. There is a slight pressure on your breastplate. Penelope, it was not supposed to be this easy. And so, with speed, precision, and conviction, Gaspar is going to drive the dagger through armor, flesh, bone, into the heart that has become the vessel for the Darkwood. He collapses at your side, dying. Oh, we made a deal! We made a goddamn deal! I'm going to be so much more! No more running in the alley like a rat! We will be plural! We will rule! We! Us! Together! No! With that, the body of Penny Dreadful falls to the ground. But so, too, does that of Gaspar. The groaning persists as iron chains pull and break. A distant splash as Calliope crawls from the heart tree. Give her to me. Please. I can make her whole. Iavos looks to the ground where Panikos and Gaspar fall, unmoving, looking back to the sea foam where Wusha was and the smoldering circle where Hal's body vanished. I can help them. I can find the power. Please, don't take them all away from me. Where is it? Show it to me. His eyes roll into the back of his head. The darkness spreads down his face, and he falls over unconscious. Please, Penny, bring her to me. I, I, I don't understand. I'm Penny. Who is this? Mama. I know, dear. Mama, please. Bring her to me. I don't like this game anymore. And I will make you whole. Slowly, with small, tired arms, she collects her own corpse, carries it to her mother's feet. I never should have made that wish. I'm sorry. Rest now, child. For in the winter, even the strongest crops 
must follow.